the League of Women Voters of Dane County, and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Kathy Johnson. I'd like to introduce our candidates for District 18 of the Madison City Common Council, Peng Hare and Anita Weir. To start off, you will have three minutes to answer the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for this office, and why are you running? And we'll start with you, Peng. Sure. Well, thank you, Kathy. I want to first thank you and the League of Women Voters, as well as the City Channel, for giving us an opportunity as candidates to come and um, talk about some of the uh, issues we're concerned about, as well as a little bit of ourselves. Currently, I'm the Executive Director for the East Isthmus Neighborhood Planning Council. I'm also a past member of the, neighbor, uh, the Northside Planning Council, uh, Community Groundworks at Troy Gardens. I have also served on the Dane County Human Services Board, and currently I'm a member of the uh, City of Madison Economic Development Commission. Um, that's me on a professional level. On a personal level, I'm a father of three. I have three young kids. Two go to Gompers Elementary School, which is a great school. My kids love it there. My wife and I are both active at the school. Last year, working with uh, Dennis Tiziani and the principal, I was able to get some money to buy new computers for the school. The reason why I'm running um, isn't just to bring my economic development um, experience to the council or my many years of community advocating to the council. But like many of you, I wanted, I wanted an older who isn't afraid to stand up for their own, for the causes that they believe are just. Um, wanting to have a strong, responsive leadership on the council. Also to um, make sure that we bring some new energy, vision, and diversity to the council. It's, it's nice that uh, not all alders have to be five foot two or taller. They could have a little guy there who's willing to stand up for all the little guys in this world. So those are the reasons why I decided to run. Okay, and Anita, your opening statement. Well, also thanks to you for putting this on to the league and to the city channel for doing this. A little bit about me. Uh, I grew up on a small dairy farm in Wisconsin and attended a one-room country schoolhouse, worked my way through the University of Wisconsin waitressing, and then went on to a career in journalism. And I have won um, several awards in that regard. I have been married 40 years, and my daughter, I'm proud to say, works for Wisconsin Literacy and uh, also tutors dyslexic kids. Basically, um, Northsiders encouraged me to run and then gave me the honor of giving me twice as many votes in the primary as my closest competitor. So, there, but there are also several reasons um, why I think I would be a good alder. Uh, one of those is my journalism background. During 15 years at the Capital Times, I was able to get a good overview of the city and its problems and some of its successes. I also learned how to analyze complex issues quickly and get to the main points. However, as a journalist, I had to be objective so I could not be involved in city committees or advocacy groups. So when I left the Cap Times in 2009, I immediately 
became active in the Northside Planning Council and the Friends of Cherokee Marsh. And I really enjoyed working with the people on the north side. They're a wonderful group of people and, uh, and they do work hard to make sure the community stays as wonderful as it is. I also um, would have the advantage of an alder as being full time. I could devote all my energy to this, to the uh, time consuming committees as well as the council and I would respond very quickly to uh, constituents' problems and concerns. And I would work very hard to represent the North Side and to help the city that we all love. Okay, thank you. We will now have uh, two minutes to answer other questions and I'll alternate, alternate who starts. So Anita, we're gonna have you take this one first. Possible cuts in aids to municipalities are looming issues for the city as a whole. How do you think the council should prepare to address these? Well, the council will have to be prepared to make some cuts, I believe, because, well, the state plans to uh, limit revenue and I think not allow um, taxes to be raised very much, which is good. <laughs> because uh, a lot of people in my district are, are elderly and concerned about being taxed out of their homes. There will have to be some cuts and there will have to be efficiencies. And I think the council should look toward combining uh, some functions with uh, other area cities and also with the county as they did with the public health department. I, I think that could save money and uh, be more efficient. There also will be have to be things cut. And it's hard to know exactly when I don't have a line by line budget. I would think that we could do without um, PR people for one. And I do think that uh, Metro could perhaps be more efficient. Okay, and Ben. Sure, no, it's a really good question because of the recent developments here at the Capitol. And even as we're taping, there's lots of folks up at the Capitol rallying. Um, I do credit the, uh, the current city now, both the mayor and the city council, having met a couple weeks ago to extend the contracts for the uh, city employees. I think that's very important. It was the right thing to do, the right step to, to, to move forward as we praise for what could be a very tough uh, budget coming down from uh, this, the state in the shared revenue. Um, there's a couple things I think that we can really improve on. One is efficiency in our city government, uh, finding ways to uh, make sure all the departments are running sufficiently and, and uh, efficiently. That's one thing. Another thing I would do, though, um, as we look at the efficiency, is I would would not cut any services to the metro. I know that on the north side, many of the residents up there are very dependent on the buses that go up there, uh, and that's something that I would not look into, and it wouldn't be considered at all because the metro is such an important uh, aspect of transportation here in the city that we want to continue those services and improving them as we can. Um, so finding those efficiencies and finding places where we can really uh, uh, collaborate and, and uh, put either departments together or uh, resources together so that we don't repeat the same services over and making sure that we invest in some of the really important services now as this economy gets tougher, which is community services, because there are, are uh, folks in the community that are very needy of the services that community services do provide. And having those services, uh, providing those to the general community that needs them now is where we can best use our resources also. Okay. 
What do you think the city should, at a minimum, prioritize during very lean times? We'll start with you, Ken. Sure. Well, I think um, one of the things I, I want to do is preserve our quality of life, and that includes uh, public safety. Make sure that our, our neighborhoods are safe. Uh, make sure that uh, where we live, especially on the north side, uh, there's a reason why we live on the north side, because it's a great place to live and raise our kids, and we feel safe in our neighborhoods. So making sure that that is a, a priority in our city and our city council also. Secondly is we need to invest in uh, economic development, making sure we attract new businesses to Madison, but just as importantly, support the businesses we have now currently. Uh, a recent study by Thrive uh, showed that two-thirds of new jobs here in Madison is gonna come from businesses that already, already exist here in, in Madison and in Wisconsin. So we wanna make sure we support those businesses so when they are expanding or, or they, when they are hiring that we have a workforce that's uh, available and support them as they do expand. And also make sure we work with some of the schools here, whether it's MATC or Edgewood, to make sure that we do uh, train and have a workforce that is well-trained for these jobs that are coming down um, as the economy continues to uh, improve. And thirdly, we need also invest in the community services, making sure that those programs that uh, reach out to our the youth and as well as seniors are uh, continually funded so that those programs aren't affected in any way. Okay, and Anita, same question. Well. First of all, I did not mean that we would cut Metro service. I meant we'd more, be more efficient about it and perhaps not have so much um, expensive overtime. Uh, regarding the services to maintain, of course, police and fire are incredibly important, and so are the streets, both the maintenance of the streets and the snow plowing. And we all know right now how important that is. Um, I also uh, believe firmly in libraries, especially in this time of economic stress, a lot of people use them, use the computers. I think it's a very, very important. Perhaps some of the um, hours might have to be cut if there's enough financial stress on the city, but I, but I think libraries are very important. Okay, and we'll start with you, Anita, this time. What do you think are the two or three most important issues facing your district that should be addressed by city government and that you intend to work on as an alder? Well, the main two issues that I think are important are the environment and the economy. And regarding the environment, we have some treasures on the north side, including the Cherokee Marsh, and it's very important to protect it from pollution and encroachment because it does help filter water to the lakes, and we really need to uh, perk up our lakes a bit. And also in that regard, there's been a lot of uh, rain and snow lately, heavy, very heavy, and more of that is expected. And we have to guard against flooding, and so perhaps lowering the lakes just a little bit might um, be helpful in that regard. I'm also, of course, concerned about the quality of our drinking water, and so continuing reliable and frequent testing of that is very important. Uh, I'm concerned that we don't allow uh, pharmaceutical byproducts to get into the water because those can be harmful to fish and to people. That's not a problem yet, but I would, I would watch for that. And I also think our infrastructure for water needs some work with aging pipes and so on. Uh, air quality is also something I'm worried about regarding the environment. And we just have to be aware of that, of the fine particulates that come from 
automobile exhaust and other sources. Um, so uh, my time is getting short, I take it. But uh, regarding the economy, when I was on the Northside Planning Council board, we switched our focus to economic development and we're raising funds for a kitchen incubator that would let uh, small businesses like catering uh, get started by renting a commercial kitchen. And we're putting together a revolving loan fund, working with other organizations to do that, so to help small businesses get started or expand just a small loan that they could use and then repay. Okay, and the same for you. That's a really good question, because there's a lot of challenges we face on the north side. And as my father always says, if you believe in a cause enough, you've got to put your name behind it, because your word is only as good as your name. So my name is Peng, and the P in Peng stands for preserving our quality of life. Um, which means safe neighborhoods, safe drinking water, uh, improving our basic services, um, which includes uh, uh, the public safety up on the north side. I think we live in one of the na safest neighborhoods on the north side there. But in working with uh, Captain McClay, uh, there's challenges they face. One of them is f the physical space up there. It doesn't allow for enough police officers because of the uh, geographical location on the north side uh, fire st uh, police station. So some of the police uh, officers had to be uh, transferred over to the east side. So making sure that the police station there has adequate support. Um, also uh, attracting new businesses. One of the things I want to look at is uh, how to redo Highway 13 or Northport, uh, Sherman Avenue as well as CV so that we can have calming devices there to slow traffic down to make it safer for pedestrians as they cross as well as making sure that as people uh, use it as an entryway and exit out of Madison slow down and stop and shop and support some of the businesses up there. Um, the E in Ping stands for the environment, protecting our lakes and water land, uh, watershed up there. It's very important. Uh, Cherokee Marsh, where I live, is a great place. And for those of you who um, have the opportunity, please come up there. And there's actually a bald eagle that's been uh, hanging around, uh, watching the fishermen fish and, and uh, coming down and catching or swooping up some of the fish they leave on the ice. And N is for neighborhoods that are safe. And supporting that is a, a something that's very important. And the G stands for government accountability, making sure that our city uses our tax wisely, um, reduce our borrowing, and also keeping their taxes low. So some of those are some of the things I want to make sure we continue on the north side. Okay. We'll start with you for this next question. Why do you see yourself as the best candidate for balancing neighborhood, district, business, and overall city residents' interests that are often contentious? Sure. I think that's what separates me from my opponent. Um, my role as the uh, executive director for the East Isthmus Neighborhood Planning Council, I've been known as a uh, facilitator, someone who um, can bring uh, opposing sides together as well as help facilitate that discussion uh, unbiasedly. Uh, folks know that uh, when I do facilitate, I, I don't come with um, a bias towards one or the uh, one side or the other. Um, and I'm also able to make sure all the stakeholders are th present at the table and that all voices are heard. Uh, sometimes it's very easy to um, have one or two people uh, speak all the time. And as a facilitator, I try to make sure all the voices are heard. And if someone isn't being heard, I uh, go out of my way to make sure that voice is heard, whether it's uh, the, the small guy at the corner or someone who has never been to a meeting who uh, has a big concern because they live in that neighborhood and uh, have never had the opportunity to get their voices heard. Uh, also, my experience sitting on the uh, City's Economic Development Commission um, and a former business owner also has given me a leg up on how to make sure we support the businesses, the challenges the challenges businesses do face currently in this tight economy, as well as making sure we know how to attract uh, businesses here. Because economic development isn't a scattergun approach where 
we try to this approach and doesn't work. We try that approach and doesn't work. But looking at the uh, uh, the educational system, like I said before, work at MATC, make sure our uh, workforce is well trained. We're making lists of available uh, storefronts that are empty. Uh, we've had a lot of businesses close on the north side, as well as uh, sitting on a nonprofit that uh, works for the city. And in my current role, I do a lot of uh, advocating with the city, so I know how to. Uh, advocate how to work with city staff as well as the mayor and I know the process the city process whether it's through a budget uh, or just uh, working with uh, the process itself I'm very knowledgeable about uh, I can't remember or I can't count how many city meetings I've been to as well as how many times I've advocated with uh, the, the city and uh, those are all the things that I like to bring and can bring to the city I'm, I'm the only candidate with both city and county experience okay thank you would you like the question again um, well, you can say it if you want. But. <laughs> Why do you see yourself as the best candidate for balancing neighborhood, district, business, and overall city resident interests that are often contentious? Well, first of all, I am a moderate. I would not have extreme positions in any regard, and I would be considering the issues on the issues. And so I believe that I would be able to work with council members of all persuasions in that regard. Um, I also plan to form an advisory committee of people from the district, which would include uh, the various ethnic groups, the neighborhoods, the businesses, and labor. And this would help me to uh, come up with something that the neighborhood would approve, because that is just incredibly important. I've also become familiar with the various areas of town I've gone um, of the district I've gone into the schools and I've done some things at the community centers such as being a reading buddy at Vera Court and going to uh, see the uh, Black Beauties perform their poetry at the uh, Northport uh, Community Center so I think I can accomplish things and with what we did on the Northside Planning Council, I think I have a good idea of economic development. Also, as a former business editor of a newspaper, that is helpful in that regard. Okay. What committees do you want to serve on and why? Well, one would be Public Works, just because I think it is uh, very important to, to keep all, all that in order. Ethics is another one. Ethics are very important to me. As a uh, journalist, I was uh, on the Ethics Committee for the Society of Professional Journalists nationally, and I uh, helped write their code of ethics. That's important to me. As I said before, the library is important, so the library board would be. There's also a committee on the environment. I know that um, I can't expect right off the bat to be on probably the major things like the Planning Commission, but whatever I do, I will put my full effort into it. Okay, what about you? What committees would you like? To well, I on? think all the committees are very important. They play a vital role in our community. Um, it gives an opportunity for citizens like myself who have, has a passion for certain um, areas to be able to, uh, to uh, sit in a committee and uh, voice, um, uh, lend their experience to with you. Uh, I think some of the ones that uh, have um, been most interesting to me 
is, for example, Board of Estimates. I think that's a really important one that really sets the tone for the city and how its resources are being used. Uh, and, and having someone there uh, who's a former business owner who can uh, look at um, how the city spends its money and say, is this a good use of our money, making sure we keep our, um, our budget balanced, making sure that we use our money wisely, not just on um, whatever the main topic of the day is. Uh, so the board of estimates is a really important one. Um, and I also like to continue sitting on the EDC, the Economic Development Commission, our committee. I think it's a really important one to, uh, again, support the businesses we have as well as attract new businesses here. And I just recently had the um, opportunity to our, the um, honor of being endorsed by the Greater Chamber of M Madison. So they value my experience as an economic, someone with a lot of economic development experience. And also an another one I think is really important is the community services and making sure that we continually invest in that. Uh, just, you know, it's as important to invest in our public services and we need to view community services that. Um, as, as I mentioned before, as times are tight, it's, a, it's an area where we can provide programming for these, um, for folks who are in desperate needs of these services. Um, so, I mean, again, um, my uh, point is that all these services are, all these communities are really important and to have citizens actively participate, I would encourage citizens who have, have not participated to look into to some of these uh, communities and uh, offer themselves and their experience. Okay. Is there any other issue you believe is important that hasn't been already talked about? Um, uh, um, there's a lot, but, no, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to focus on a few. One is uh, safe drinking water. I'm a, a current member of the Eastside uh, Citizens Advisory Panel looking at some of the challenges of uh, providing safe drinking water here in Madison. Um, uh, historically, we've had uh, high, uh, high levels of iron and manganese here in Madison um, and other contaminants that, uh, you know, in 2007 caused Well 3 to be closed. And uh, we are having similar challenges um, on the east side. Uh, well 15 is having those issues also, and some of the other Well 8 behind Old Brick. And I think that's uh, historically uh, an issue that Madison faced, and we need to uh, address that and make sure that our water utilities is very transparent about the, the studies uh, the, the, when they do these testings to let us know what challenges they face and how we as citizens can help find solutions. You know, I think citizens are, are more upset when they aren't told upfront about the issues until it, it comes out of the papers. Um, secondly, I think that uh, we need also invest in infrastructure because um, some of the pipes we have here currently being used are, was built back in the 18, late 1800s and we're still using those. And I think as the, the demand for water and as the population of Madison increases, uh, we've got to look at investing in those infrastructures. Um, another thing I want to do is focus in our, our neighborhoods. I think um, the success of Madison to be a great city to live in, to attract new businesses, to uh, keep our, you know, our, our top ranking as one of the place, best places to live in Madison, all depends on the health and the strength of our neighborhoods. And we as a city um, need to do more than say, oh, we, we support our neighborhoods. And when we support them, we need to fund them adequately. So uh, programs such as the planning councils that give a voice to the neighborhood and help uh, em the emerging neighborhoods have a voice and organize, as well as supporting our neighborhood centers, providing programs for the youth and elderly. Um, the, the Warner Park does a great job of having these programs for seniors, and I want to increase those and partner with the police and have police officers. I'm working with Captain McClay and, and Officer Kate Adler to have uh, officers who have an interest in like guitar, how to play guitar, teaching young kids, and having more programs to relate the youth with the police officers. Okay, thank you. All right, and Anita. Okay, well. Uh, one thing we didn't address yet was uh, there's a proposal by Independent Living to build uh, senior housing 
on Wheeler Road. And this has been a little contentious in the community because it would be built on a hill that drains down to the marsh. So with a, a big complex like this, 148 units on an area that was zoned for eight to 15 units per acre, um, would be a little against the zoning rules and possibly hurt the marsh. So I would prefer personally that it be built across the street where it would go in another direction. Uh, but if it is built in that current site, um, I'm on the board of the Friends of Cherokee Marsh and we believe that there should be a sufficient buffer there to protect between the uh, building and that. The other issue that we haven't really talked about, I think, is just more cooperation and uh, collaboration between different areas of town and the different ethnic groups and just striving more to work together instead of competing amongst the various uh, neighborhoods or sections of town. And I'd like to try to work toward, toward that. Okay. Well, it's time for one minute closing statement. So Anita, we'll have you go first. All right, well, once again, I really do want to work hard for the north side and to help people and businesses there when I can, but mostly to always be ready to respond to their questions and concerns. I just think democracy is incredibly important and it starts right in the neighborhood and it starts with officials that will listen to people. And I would definitely be that person I would be on your side for the north side. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, again, I want to thank the, the opportunity for being here. Um, I've been a north side resident for a long time, and um, I want to make sure that we have a strong, responsive leadership to represent the north side. Um, I think there are many challenges and, and opportunities for us as we continue in this uh, economy. I think that there are uh, opportunities for uh, someone like myself who can bring your vision, your energy, and some diversity to the Common Council to make sure that your voices are heard. Um, I'm a person that's always been able to bring groups together, and, but most importantly, making sure that every voice uh, has, a has a seat at the table. I'm gonna continue doing that as Alder, and I would be honored by your vote on April 5th. I thank you. Okay. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I would like to thank the candidates for participating in this forum, and I'd also like to thank the viewers and remind everyone that the spring general election is Tuesday, uh, April 5th. Please vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or obtaining a copy of the League's Candidates Answers publication, call the League office at 232-9447 or visit our website. Again, I'm Kathy Johnson, and on behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.